This is episode 12 of the Entrepreneurial Personality Type, The Five Currencies. The five currencies are what we invest to create our success, they're what we invest to create the future, and they are precisely what governs and creates our level of momentum. But man, did this take me a long time to figure out. You know, I often share with people, I don't feel like I was born with the same operating system that other people were born with. I didn't pick up on social cues. I didn't really understand a lot of uh, the social situations in school. I, I didn't really understand human beings that well, which was a challenge because at 21, I became a Fortune 500 consultant. Uh, I was working with another company in Florida. It was not going well. I met a guy named Richard Thal, who became a very close friend and mentor of mine. He was a consultant who was already representing companies in the New York area, and I was living in Florida, and, and he was going to an interview with Fuji, one of the biggest companies in the world, and one of the, or actually at the time, the biggest opportunity for consultants like us. And, well, at the time I wasn't a consultant like him yet, but we went on this interview with Fuji, where Richard was interviewing for New York to represent the company up there, and we could possibly get Florida. And if we did, I was going to open up an office and become a consultant, but it was such a long shot, I didn't really think about it. Richard and I interviewed with Fuji, and it went better than expected, but there was a catch. We got Fuji Media for Florida, but we didn't get New York. And within a short period of time, we didn't just have Fuji Media, we got Fuji Digital, and then we got SanDisk, the company who pioneered flash memory. In fact, Richard and I sold the first flash memory in the history of retail um, in an order to Office Depot. And uh, it was an amazing time. However, I was 21 years old, and I was immediately chucked in the deep end of the pool. And I went from running a small finance company that I started in college to working with multinational organizations with tons of people. And then I had this new dynamic in my life where the person at the factory, the person who I worked with, the person I was consulting with controlled my success. And up until that point, people were important to me. But at that point, people became incredibly important to me because I was in a situation where someone else's success literally created mine. So I started obsessively watching the people around me and studying them because here's what happened within just the first few months. I found that I'd be working with somebody and everything would be going okay. And then all of a sudden I'd get on the phone with them and they'd be sideways or confusing or frustrated or hard to reach. And I didn't understand why. And, and, and maybe like you, when this would happen to me, I always took it personally. And then I started realizing that my taking it personally was actually egocentric because that other person had an entire life of their own and I wanted to figure out why and, 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 and what it was that was making them show up in a different way. And so the first thing I realized was when someone doesn't have enough money they have a really hard time and they show up that way. In fact, I remember what happened. I, I was working with a regional manager from one of the companies we represented and we had been having a great time working together and had created a lot of progress. We've sold a lot of accounts and I got on the phone with them 
two or three times in a week. And each time he was increasingly frustrated, increasingly upset. And finally I asked, hey, what's going on? Is there something wrong? Because it feels like I've done something wrong. And he said, he immediately apologized and said, oh my God, Alex, I'm so sorry. I didn't make, mean to make you feel that way. Uh, we had some trouble with the house and some really big bills came in. I wasn't expecting them and we're pinched for cash and it's just been really frustrating. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, well, there's an equation. When somebody doesn't have enough money, they show up different. And so money became what I would think about when people were showing up different. And, and I'll tell you what, it worked for a long time. In fact, if you, if you go to one of two variables, either not enough time or not enough money, most people present as having overspent those two currencies. Those are the first two, time and money. Now, I was young and I thought I had it all figured out. I, I, I had you know, figured out that money caused people to show up in the wrong way and time figured out or um, caused people to show up in a challenging way. And so whenever someone presented in a challenging way, I would ask about either time or money. And like I said, it worked for a long, long time until this fateful day where I was in a meeting with, I was up in New York with one of our most important companies that we represented. And the person who was in charge of our contract was leading the discussion and he was agitated and frustrated and a little bit um, on edge. And, and, you know, I was sitting there thinking, well, I've got this, it's going to be either time or money. So I started asking a couple questions about time. Like, was he pressed for time or did he feel like he would run out of time at one of the breaks? And he said, no, you know, he didn't feel like that at all. And so I realized it probably wasn't time. And then I asked him about money. (laughs) And, uh, and he said it wasn't money. And because I had been successful in the past, figuring out why somebody was presenting different with time or money, I continued to ask money questions. Because I thought for sure I would figure out what was going on. And I was completely wrong. It wasn't time or money. It was the other three currencies, effort, energy, and focus. And what I found by asking him what was going on was that his wife had been ill and he had been taking care of the kids and he was really worried. And I found all of this out after I had a really uncomfortable and pressing conversation with him about money. And I remember it imprinted for me that it's not just time and money, And I started really looking at what affects entrepreneurs, what affects people like us. And I found that it's those five things, time, sorry, cash, time, effort, energy, and focus. And each one of them is individually unique. In fact, we put so much emphasis on time and money that we really leave out effort, energy, and focus. And if you look at the five biggest challenges that entrepreneurial personality types encounter, they are the five currencies. Let me share them with you. The first one is money and inconsistent income. That's cash. The second one is not enough time. That's time. The third one is working too hard. That's effort. The next one's drained and burned out or feeling drained and burned out. That's energy. And the last one is when we get overwhelmed and scattered. See, those five currencies, those are the five biggest challenges that we have as leaders. 
And when we look at money, if we can turn around that currency, money means wealth, security, and certainty to us. When we look at time, if we can turn that around, instead of managing time, we have increased freedom of time. When we look at effort, instead of putting in too much effort, if people like us learn how to work in our strengths, we go forward indefinitely. Instead of putting out out too much energy, if we can optimize and feel energized and excited, it changes everything. Now, here's an important one, the last one. Focus. When we optimize our focus, we go from overwhelmed and scattered to laser focused and in control. See, in the world today, we talk a lot about managing money, managing time, budgeting, planning your time. But when do we talk about effort, energy, or focus? The problem for people like us, the challenge in perception is that we actually feel like we have near unlimited effort, energy, and focus that we can apply to move our lives forward. But the fact is our ability to invest the five currencies creates the success and builds wealth that we want. It directly controls our level of momentum and how good we feel about it. It will produce use stress versus stress so that the better we manage these currencies, the better we create momentum, the less stress we feel, the more healthy stress we feel. And finally, it'll dictate how much you can do effectively. And here's the challenge with the five currencies. We're not used to managing these. We're not used to considering them. In fact, we're not really used to considering effort, energy, or focus Because for so many of us, for the longest time, it just wasn't an issue. Can you relate? Because I know I can. I remember when I was running a company big enough and I had enough team members and enough offices around the world where I finally ran out of, oh, I'll just put in more time or I'll just spend a little more money or I'll just stay up late and put a little more effort, or I'll just make sure that I you know, eat healthier and I have more energy, or I'll just keep it all together and make sure I'm focused. I got to the place where I couldn't do it all anymore. I had overwhelmed myself. I had overspent the currencies. And I remember feeling like I was completely out of control. Because for people like us, when we overspend any one of these, The pressure and noise in our lives goes through the roof. In fact, one of the fastest ways to get pressure and noise to go up for an entrepreneurial personality type is show them that they're running out of time, effort, energy, focus, or most importantly, because we are those people that money has to be present in order for happiness or satisfaction or momentum to even be an issue. If we overspend cash, we are immediately stressed out. In fact, I want you to just take a minute Maybe even take a deep breath because I want this to imprint. When was the last time you dealt with somebody who had overspent their cash? If you're on the wrong side of a business deal with somebody who doesn't have enough money, you can almost immediately see situational ethics kick in. They're stressed. In fact, they make you stressed. When was the last time you spent time around your, the person you know in your life that doesn't have enough time? I mean, you know who I'm talking about. You can see them coming down the hallway. They're usually walking too fast. They're they're the person that tells you how busy they are, how, how much is going on. You know, you think to yourself, if they'd only stop doing that, they might have enough time to get things done. But how does that person make you feel? People who are overspent on time make us feel rushed, hurried, uncomfortable, anxious. 
And then let's go move on to energy. So, so when somebody's burned out or when they've used too much of their, sorry, their effort, when they've gone too, too hard on something, when they've, they, they're doing too many things, doing all of the heavy lifting, you can see them walking up. They look tired. They look worn out. Just like when somebody uses too much of their energy. If you're launching a product, starting a new business, hiring a COO, probably not the best time to run the marathon, but I've seen entrepreneurs try and do exactly that. In fact, what I just shared is a conversation I had with an entrepreneur about three months ago about the five currencies and why he was struggling to grow his business. The last one, focus. When we get overspent on focus, you know who I'm talking about. It's the person in your life that has so much going on, so many things they're thinking about. They're usually starting two or three different businesses or they're trying five or six different things and they're always scheduled and they're always going from one place to another. How does that person who has overspent on focus, who's, who has just so many things they're trying to see, how does that feel to you? I know it makes me feel tense, makes me feel uh, unheard. Uh, it makes me feel less than present with that person. So now I want to turn this around for you. Are you overspent on cash, time, effort, energy, or focus right now? Are you in a place where any one of these currencies is not abundant and well spent? Are you in a place where there's not enough money, not enough time? You're putting in the effort, but you're not getting the momentum. You're drained from your energy, but you don't know where it's really going. And there's so much to focus on, you're overwhelmed. Well, here's how I work with my private clients. If you're overspent on two of these, we're in a crisis. If you're overspent on three, that becomes our singular focus and we're going to start there. And if you're overspent on four or five, we treat it like an emergency and we get things back under control. Because for people like us, we can't create optimal momentum when we overspend on our currencies, because this is what you invest in creating the future. We are that small subset of the world that gets up every day and says, how do we make things better? How do we change things? How do we create the future? We envision it and then we demand it becomes real. And you have to invest cash, time, effort, energy, and focus to do that. So where are you putting yours? Because here's what I've seen over and over again. When we overspend on our currencies, we become irrational about how we use them. Katie and I saw this all the time. We used to work with people who were in foreclosure and buy their homes. And um, we bought hundreds of distressed property deals and saved, I don't know how many families from losing their properties and losing all their equity. But it was so common for us to walk into a home and sit down at the kitchen table and see the stack of late bills, the stack of foreclosure paperwork, see that this family was crazy in, in, or in crazy cash constraints. And you know when foreclosure paperwork is there, you're, you feel pressed for time. Your effort is completely gone. Your energy is drained and your focus is all over the place. And I can't tell you how often we'd be in that situation, look over and there'd be the brand new box from a recently opened big screen TV. It was almost a parody how many times we saw it. When you go into hundreds of foreclosure homes, it almost became predictable. And I think this is why 
When we overspend our currencies, we become irrational and we start leaning towards short-term momentum. Like in, as, as an example, when your home's in foreclosure, there's short-term momentum in buying the big screen television, even though it's not going to make anything better. And I've watched this over and over. An analysis of how someone's investing their currencies can show you whether they're overwhelmed or not because sometimes it just lacks logic. We had a friend here in Austin whose business was failing and continuously volunteered for more work with an organization he was with. He became the treasurer and then he was a social chair and then he put in more time to the point where he was putting 10 or 15 hours a week into a volunteer position instead of investing it in his business that was going down by the day and eventually failed. Now, that might seem completely nonsensical, but when you think of who we are, we're momentum-based beings. We lean into momentum wherever we can find it, and when we're overspent on our currencies and we don't have someone pointing out to us where we're missing, we might take our time and put it in a place where it just doesn't seem rational because that short-term momentum of volunteering with that organization, getting away from his business where everything was failing, feeling good about himself was the trade-off he made. But I know that at this point, he would not tell you it was worth it. And when we truly overspend our currencies, I've seen some bizarre behavior. Like when someone is so overspent on cash, time, effort, energy, and focus, their business is failing, and so they're doing their charity work instead but then it affects the marriage and the marriage starts having challenges. The marriage begins failing. Then that same entrepreneur goes and buries himself in his business because there's more momentum in a failing business than a failing marriage. So for all of us, sitting down and taking an inventory and saying, where am I on cash, time, effort, energy, or focus? Am I investing these all well? Are they abundant? Am I ready to go out and create more? Because for people like us, momentum is everything. And we create momentum when we invest our five currencies and we create the future and make it real. And when we overspend and overinvest, we become overwhelmed with just about everything. And so today, at any point in time, Sit down, take out a piece of paper and write down cash, time, effort, energy, and focus. Give yourself a score of one to five. One being poorly invested and, and in trouble and five being well invested and abundant and see where you rank. Because here's what I know about the most successful entrepreneurs in my life. If you sat down with the five currencies worksheet, they would tell you they were a four or five in every one of them and they are painfully aware, dramatically aware, specifically aware of where they're putting their cash, their time, but more importantly, their effort, energy, or focus. It's one of the principles that I learned from billionaires. They limit what they tolerate and they are passionate about where they invest. I want you to be as well because as entrepreneurial personality types, we can create the future we can create as much momentum as we want. We can leave our dent in the universe, but not from a state of overwhelm and feeling like there's just too much.
If you have a minute, do me a favor and uh, subscribe to this podcast and leave me a review. We are trying to do everything we can to get re-ranked in iTunes. In the first couple of weeks, there was some type of a weird mathematical anomaly, and we got up to 86 on the top 200 and then quickly fell out. But we know we can get back with your help, and I would really appreciate it. So when you subscribe and leave a review today, it actually helps our iTunes ranking a ton. In episode 13 of The Entrepreneurial Personality Type, I'm going to share with you the final chapter of my forthcoming book. And uh, it was read to me this morning by my writing partner, Dennis Welch, who is one of the most gifted writers I've ever met in my life. And Dennis always says that if you're reading something and the hairs on your arm don't stand up, then you probably didn't get it right. Well, Dennis read me this chapter earlier today and the hairs on my arm stood up. I got choked up. There were tears in my eyes. And I felt so much momentum in Dennis understanding who I am and helping me bring the words together to share with you. So please don't miss episode 13 of the Entrepreneurial Personality Type. I know it's going to mean a lot to you about who you are and give you momentum.